Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 480th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. Well, my highlight of the week is the U.S. Open arriving here in Boston, and the excitement is off the charts with that and to have it occurring uh, at the same time as the Celtics going for the NBA championship against, of course, the Golden State Warriors. It's just, frankly, a sports fan's dream come true. Uh, The city is alive on basically a Super Bowl week level. Uh, here in Boston, and I'm only about uh, under a half an hour to the country club in Brookline, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston, uh, where Larry Bird used to live, by the way, when he played for the Celtics. And uh, so I'm heading in after the show for a practice round at the country club, and uh, can't wait to check out the country club again, I've have been there a few times, uh, most notably for the 1999 Ryder Cup week. I was there for practically every round that week and, uh, and practice rounds, and uh, it was just spectacular. And, uh, of course, I was there on the legendary final day, iconic, uh, highlighted by Justin Leonard, Completing the comeback for the U.S. team over Europe with his famous 45-foot putt. One of the loudest cheers I've ever heard in my life in any venue. Inside, outside, Patriots, Gillette Stadium, you name it. Uh, It was just spectacular. And uh, also was there in, I believe, 2013 for the United States Amateur uh, Championship, again, at the Country Club, where Matthew Fitzpatrick won that day. He's now a name we're all getting more and more familiar with uh, as he's competing uh, more and more in these le- uh, at this level. Uh, he's won a bunch of European championships and uh, has been in the mix for some other big ones here recently. So he's a player to watch because I can uh, attest to the fact that he knows the country club white, right, very well. Follow him around for most of that day, that final Sunday in Brookline and, uh, and he had an impressive performance winning the U.S. amateur following in the, the footsteps of the likes of Tiger Woods is a big, big deal. So I've had my eye on Matthew ever since then. Never forget, uh, uh, that final Sunday when he, uh, closed it out and won it. And, uh, you know, that leads into my bizarre story of the week which is Boston being the, what now has become uh, the battleground for the uh, fight between the PGA and the upstart LIV Golf, Live Golf, which, of course, had its first ever tournament this past weekend in London. And uh, the USGA, who hosts the U.S. Open, sponsors it, created it. It's a USGA event as opposed to a PGA event. And uh, so they are allowing live golfers to play, most notably Phil Mickelson, who kind of got the whole thing going with his comments of a few months ago. And we're all pretty familiar with that story. Kind of dropped out of sight for a while and issued some apologies and now, Phil and other live golfers 
will be playing here in Brookline at the Country Club, mixing with, of course, the PGA players, such as Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. Rory, of course, won the RBC Canadian Open yesterday and afterwards had comments about Craig Norman, the uh, who basically founded. Uh, he is the face of Live Golf. And so it's just kind of incredible the way the timing and for us here in Boston, the venue has unfolded where it's going to all be uh, be happening right here in Boston. And I bring this all up because, you know, the, having the mix of live golfers who were suspended by the PGA last week for what I believe is obviously the first time since an actual live golf tournament occurred, meaning it's up and running now officially. And to see them mixing with the PGA stalwarts who have had strong comments about sticking with the PGA tour, uh, have them mixing probably today for the first time. And I, I'm going to be in there, uh, is just going to be fascinating, particularly from the media point of view. So it's really just a unique set of circumstances, uh, that are unfolding here. And I am thrilled to, uh, have the opportunity to be uh, attending uh, most of the days this week, uh, including the final day on Sunday. That's going to be special stuff, nothing like a, uh, a major on a Sunday, uh, Father's Day uh, in this case. Um, so that re- leads into my low light of the week, which is the Celtics, who I referenced earlier putting themselves in yet another precarious position by losing game four on Friday night at home to the Warriors. Celtics are a fascinating team with uh, uh, their unbelievable road record here in the playoffs, yet at the same time have been dropping, losing home playoff games that everybody is just, especially here in Boston, is just, Utterly and absolutely sure they're going to win. And then they don't. Um, series, of course, is tied 2-2. Uh, game four on Friday night. Uh, bottom line, they couldn't step, stop Steph from going off. Uh, but all credit to the greatest shooter of all time delivering what is pretty clearly his signature playoff performance of his career. I've loved watching Steph Curry since he burst onto the scene back when the Warriors started winning championships. And uh, so it's a bit, it's a bit of mixed emotions. Um, you know, I'm here in Boston, so I, of course, want the Celtics to win in the same light. I've been following the Warriors, as all listeners know. I was uh, an early adapter. I was on the Warriors early on, back around 2014, 2015, when they started uh, winning championships, and uh, during that time, I bought a. I went in to see Steph Curry at the Boston Garden, now the TD Bank Garden, uh, but it's the Garden, trust me. And his pregame routine was uh, something I'll never forget. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of kids. In uh, the minute the doors open, hour and a half or so, two hours before tip-off, just to watch Steph do his thing, which, as many of you may know, he ends with shooting a shot uh, from the tunnel, uh, which is probably the equivalent of, like, midcourt, as he's walking off to end his pregame routine, and he hits him more often than not. So he has just uh, been a big fan ever since, and... Again, Friday night was really uh, something special to see. Uh, again, uh, being both a Celtic fan and a Steph Curry fan was uh, made for an interesting evening for me as he, again, just really put on his signature performance. And I certainly can't end the first segment without talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. They won four in a row to beat the Rangers, New York Rangers. As they pursue the three-peat, three, they've won the last two Stanley Cup championships. They're going to be up against a terrific 
Colorado Avalanche team, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't bet against uh, the Bolts by any means. They really, really have showed their championship medal, never more so than losing the first two games against the Rangers, winning the next four. Uh, game five, what a gut check to go up to Madison Square Garden and beat them for what I believe was the first loss for the Rangers in the garden this year, the other garden, uh, or should I say the big garden. And uh, and they're, they're just back to where they were. You know, I just think of so many championship teams that, you know, the Warriors included, by the way, but the Steelers, the Patriots, uh, you know, the Yankees, where they just have a special uh, assemblage of athletes who know how to get it done and they know how to finish games and they know how to close out series and never more on display that I don't believe than this last one. Uh, them winning at home game six Saturday night at Emily arena where I've been this year. I've seen the lightning play, spent a lot of time in Tampa this winter and very familiar with the rabid fans and how important they are down in the, Tampa Bay area, and it was just, uh, and they are just really a special team and truly a special organization. Their owner, Jeff Vinnick, is a Boston guy from Fidelity, and he is quite possibly Tampa's number one citizen. He is beloved down there, not only with what he's done for the Lightning, but he's around Emily Arena, what's known as the Channel Side District. He's basically created a small city of skyscrapers from office buildings, a lot of residential apartments. Uh, so he's literally, Jeff Vinnick is behind, uh, creating, in effect, a new section of Tampa Bay that is spectacular. Construction still goes on. It's been going on for a long time as they just complete building after building after building. Bottom line, it's just a really cool place to be and a hot, hot area to live and a whole lot going on uh right beside tampa emily arena is what's called sparkman's wharf formerly channel side a lot of restaurants and various establishments where for people to hang out so it's just a terrific takedown there and you all seen the beginning of the games where uh the viewing parties right outside the arena sitting in the Adirondack chairs, watching a massive screen. Uh, it's almost as good outside as inside. I've been to both. And uh, a little cheaper outside, but, uh, but you know, it's just a great take, a Tampa Bay Lightning home game, truly, and it's about to be an even better take uh, here in the next, uh, uh, next series. Obviously, the finals. Stanley Cup Finals, so it is just going to be terrific, terrific stuff. Um, and oddly, it was always hockey ends first, then basketball. It's reversed. So the Celtics and Warriors, if they go seven, they'll be playing that this Sunday on Father's Day night, which is also the day the U.S. Open will finish. So that could be one of Boston's all-time great sports days if it unfolds that way. Uh, and then we're into next week and perhaps beyond with the lightning and the, uh, avalanche going at it. So, uh, so it's going to be a great couple weeks, uh, and here in Boston, it's going to be an epic week coming up. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And, AP, I know you can appreciate this as a former New England resident uh, down in Connecticut that uh, I talked about, of course, in the first segment, but it's such a big story. We'll carry it into segment two with you, which is the Celtics and the U.S. Open are officially occurring now in the same week. Today is the first uh practice round of the U.S. Open. I will be heading in immediately following the show uh, at the Country Club in Brookline, less than a half an hour from where I'm speaking right now. And then we have the Celtics game five tonight against the Warriors. And AP, that's just kicking it off. Um, You know, that's, you know, we have another Celtics game Thursday night. Of course, practice rounds today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Then the tournament starts Thursday and on night one. Opening of the tournament of the U.S. Open with the Celtics playing game six. The trophy will be in the house in Boston, no matter who wins tonight. So, AP, back to my original point. You've spent a lot of time up here in New England and Boston. Uh, I got to tell you, AP, it hasn't even started yet, but I don't know if I can really recall an excitement level like this with the confluence of these two massive sporting events occurring at the exact same time. It's really, really cool. Yeah, John, the uh, highway police will be busy, let's say. Oh, no doubt about that. People travel from both events, right? No doubt about that. Uh, (laughs) The the peak is going to be Thursday when, (laughs) right. You know, the Celtics are playing uh, in the garden. The Golden State comes back to town. Sure. Exactly. I mean, there'll be a home game. At the, you know, with the 9 p.m. Eastern start, say what you want about that. But, uh, you know, a, a little late, as many people were saying here on the East Coast and in Eastern time. But uh, but it's a good thing on Thursday night, AP, and for that matter, tonight, but certainly Thursday, uh, where basically, you know, darkness will officially uh, end the U.S. Open that day. 
because uh, it's dark <laughs> and there'll still be some time to either get to the game itself or get to wherever you're going to watch it home bar you name it so thursday will be probably the peak excitement day plus again it's an elimination day uh, game it's one of the two teams will have an opportunity to win a championship on thursday night here in boston period so right right it's gonna go ahead yo john i'm gonna say when you're watching that game i i, I mean basketball i tell people all the time you're looking at who rebounds better, who defends better, who who has the most assists and other facets of the ball game. But in the last two to three minutes when it's tight, the ball must go in the basket for you to win. Yes. I mean, that, that's the key. And I'm glad you said that, AP, because I talked about Steph Curry's signature performance uh, from Friday night, of course, where they took game four in Boston. But AP, what I didn't talk about, so I'm glad you brought this up, was the fact that the Celtics went cold late in the game, which is what enabled the Warriors uh, to basically just almost run away with it or, or put it away. We'll call it that. I think it was a 10-point victory. It, it was kind of an incredible ending, both with Steph, but also the Celtics just going as cold as I've seen them in the playoffs, AP, and I've watched every game. Yeah, John, and when you're when you're watching the game at the end, and if you're, you know, missing on your outside shots, I, I mean, I would almost make a point as if I was the coach to gather my team and say, let's kind of be aggressive and get to the basket, see if right. we can get the layups or the on the free throw line, because let's say it, it's been a hard fought ball game, everybody's playing tough defense, your legs might not be as strong. And right. you're falling short. You're missing to the left or to the right. Uh, I wouldn't let it uh, fester with an offense when you have five people in a row trying three-pointers and they all don't connect. After so many shots, I'm saying, forget the three-pointer. We're going to the basket. Correct. We are taking and, it to the hole or getting something close to the goal. And Jason Tatum, the star, is fabulous either way, but especially going to the basket. He's unstoppable. In gen- generally speaking, but you know, when he goes to the basket with that length of his and whatnot, and the way he can contort his body, he's again pretty much unstoppable. And that's what I think everybody would love to see. And by the way, AP, the big talk up here is you know, uh, going back to game six against the Bucks in Milwaukee, defending champs. And Jason Tatum had the game of his career, basically equivalent to the game Steph had on Friday night here. And uh, he hasn't had one in the finals yet, and everybody in Boston is fingers crossed that tonight's the night because they, they really, really need it. I've obviously talked about how pumped up the city is right now. I guarantee you if they win tonight, it is going big time next level. I mean, <laughs> this will be nothing if they can come back to Boston right. and win tonight. And tonight's the night they need Jason Tatum, period, to come up really, really big. He, he can do it on the road. He's done it in these playoffs, and everybody. And he, but he hasn't done it in the finals, and everybody's hoping he does do it because he is—he's uh, capable. Period. Just that he's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, John. In your equation, you're saying, okay, are my superstar players scoring twenty plus points? If they're not, is there a combination of players off the bench that are, are coming up with that twenty points? But any way you look at it that variable must be 20 points plus. Oh yeah. To figure out if you can beat this team or if that's, or if that's going to occur. Yeah. A- AP, I'll go out on a limb here. Maybe not, not a very big limb. They need at least 30 from Tatum, which they've been getting a little bit, but it's just not quote the signature performance. I think to win tonight, they really could use 40 from him period. I just do. And, uh, we yeah. shall see. And, you know, the Celtics, worth noting here, AP, they have not lost back-to-back games throughout these playoffs. They've won every game after a loss. That's, of course, tonight's situation after they lost Friday night. And, you know, I, I can just, right off the top of my head, think of two or three road games that, again, seem kind of impossible against the Heat. <laughs> Game seven, by the way. <laughs> I think they won three out of four games in Miami and of course the big game in Milwaukee game six that I talked about so yeah so I mean 
that is the statistic of statistics right there. They haven't lost after a loss. And they are facing that situation tonight, so you cannot count the Celtics out. Their road record, I think, is better than their home record in this postseason. It's bizarre, to put it mildly. Not what you see in the NBA. That is. Typically. Yeah. It's highly unusual. It sure is, John. You're, you're correct. Yeah, it's great yeah. stuff. It really is. Uh, and trust me, I mean, everybody here in Boston is, myself included, is really hanging their hat on that statistic. And I would be shocked if, at minimum, they don't come out and just play a terrific game. That's not saying they're going to win. Uh, but uh, it is saying that, you know, I think they're going to look good tonight. But, of course, they're playing <laughs> a great team with championship DNA at home. Um, so... You know, I think tonight really has the possibility. I mean, we all know it is the pivotal game five, needless to say. And, and when it's 2-2, it's even more pivotal um, in its own way. Uh, so it's down to a best of three AP. Um, and, you know, game one of the best of three is tonight in San Francisco. And I, I just think the potential is there for, you know, something special. I, I again, nobody in Boston has any doubts the Celtics are going to bring it tonight, and of course the yeah. Warriors will too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And John, the coaches—they what is the strategy they would employ? What is some of the advantages that they have seen by reviewing all the film of the prior games, or maybe during the regular season? Do they play at least once? Right, the West Coast teams—you you play at least once, if not twice. I think it's twice. I think it's twice one at, one at each arena because even back yeah, yeah, five, I'm pretty six sure years that's, ago. That's always been the case for the last 50 years that I recall. But, right. you know, what, what can the coach do to help his team win? You know, what are some of the strategies or the slight, slightest advantage you saw in all the combined games that can help you slow down Steph Curry if you're Boston and if right. you're uh, Golden State? Uh, the Warriors, you know, what can you do to shut down Tatum and and some of their better offensive players? You know, or or what can you do defensively? What can you do to get like an extra basket, an extra fast break basket, or, or something off an off an, or something off of an inbounds play? I mean, it gets that precise and that critical in these oh, couple yeah. of calls from the bench. Yeah, and we're I even saw us, you know. There's been discussion about the fact that we're now down to the little things, little details. You know, nobody's changing who they are for the next three games. No. So now it's the little things that are going to really decide the games. And I myself, because I don't think it was happening on Friday night, I would start with double teaming Steph Curry. <laughs> or maybe you go old school and do a box and one. Um, in my mind, you have to. Stop Steph. Yeah, you've got to you've got to you limit to. his his shot opportunities limit. for limit. sure. You don't stop. And, and we all know that he's got to be one of the best ever, John. It just I don't care how close you are to him. It's the slightest of opening in crack in the window. It's right. the slightest. Remarkable. Um, you know, Remarkable. Um, that he can get a shot released. Correct. It, it, it's my favorite thing to watch in the NBA, AP, and I've been saying it for you know. Since he burst on the scene, uh, not that he burst on, he, we all remember him at Davidson in that epic NCAA tournament, but when he became, when he started to become the Steph that we now know. Uh, I went to a game at the Garden, speaking of the one game here, uh, visiting arena each year. I went to, back in like 15, right at the beginning, just to see Steph. I love watching the guy. I love the whole career he's put together greatest shooter of all time and so I have mixed emotions obviously I'm rooting for the Celtics but you know I just enjoy watching Steph so much so Friday was quite an interesting evening for me to you know watch him go off while at the same time rooting for the Celtics uh but right. yeah it, it, John, John, gets, it brings me back to the days of the Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles Lakers with Jerry West right. If you were a Celtic fan, you're, you're rooting for them, of course, but you couldn't help but admire the logo, trying to exactly. win the title it's for his team. No doubt about it. It's just, uh, 
Yeah, incredible. Um, and a perfect analogy, AP. It really is. Uh, yeah, if you're a basketball fan, uh, first and foremost, you, you know, you can enjoy rooting for your team while at the same time admiring uh, when an opponent is just uh, a legendary opponent, I might add, is is going off. Or uh, So, AP, uh, hard to believe we've quickly gotten to the end of our first segment. Great job. It's a great topic uh, to see Boston so fired up for all of this. Uh, uh, and why don't we take our break now and still a whole lot to get to on the other side. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, based on everything we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes, uh, tonight's Celtics-Warriors Game 5 from San Francisco. And A.P., we've been talking about the confluence of Two gigantic sports events occurring here in Boston. Uh, of course, the Celtics Warriors. Uh, 
and in the NBA Finals and back to Boston on Thursday night, regardless of what happens tonight. And, of course, the U.S. Open down the road from me here in Brookline, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston, where, by the way, Larry Bird used to live <laughs> um, when he played for the Celtics. But, AP, you know, we talked a lot of basketball, of course, the previous segment, but, you know, the new Live Golf Tour uh, featuring the likes of Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, Bryson DeChambeau, all playing in the U.S. Open. So the Live, uh, under the tutelage of Greg Norman, has, uh, you know, kicked off. They had their first ever tournament in London this past week. It's official. It's underway. And now you have the group who went to the Live Tour and ban- were banned uh, from suspended literally from the PGA tour last week. Uh, it was like right after the first shot was hit to get the live tour underway, like crazy stuff, AP. And now, uh, you know, the live guys are going to come face to face with the guys who stayed on the PGA tour. The, the, we're talking the likes of Rory McIlroy, uh, Justin Thomas. And if Tiger were here, we'd include Tiger Woods, but, He's stuck, of course, with the PGA and AP. Emotions are running high, and these guys are going to be face-to-face for the first time, probably as we speak. Phil Mickelson has, has a press conference. He is the at the epicenter of this, uh, and he has a press conference in 15 minutes, <laughs> live from the country club. <laughs> so you just can't make this stuff up, AP. This is going to be... No. How are they going to re- react to each other? They might be paired together, you know. And by the way, this all just stems from the United States Golf Association, who is the host of the U.S. Open and many other golf tournaments as well. Last week issued a statement saying they were going to allow uh, the live people who played at the live to participate. So, you know, I haven't even said this yet, but, I mean, you're going to have, like, live guys in the same whatever, twosome, threesome, foursome, as PGA players, you, you know, guys who stuck with the PGA. Uh, AP, can't make this stuff up. It's going to be fascinating, to say the least. Oh, yeah. John, when you're trying to understand this, the decisions that these golfers or, or athletes must make uh, when you're playing on um, – in a tournament, in, 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 as part of an organization that's outside the United States, right? Or you're playing in a country, a different country other than the United States or Canada, um, or Mexico. Let's say, I, I would, I would, I would think I'm thinking about this country um, or the organization. Are they perceived as being somebody who normally does good, or are they considered to be evil? I mean. You have this golf situation with the you know PGA, the USGA, and then the one with Saudi Arabia. Then you have, let's say, women's basketball playing in Russia. You yep. have the NBA always trying to do business with China. I mean, th- there's some decisions that you have to make as a business. For, for instance, the NBA or the individual basketball players for the women and the golfers. What are what are the the things, the values that you um, uh, try to live by in your life, you know, some of the morals that you have, and that's the decision they're having to make. Some golfers, all they know is they came to me, I can make a lot of money. I'm not thinking about what transpired politically or with that uh, uh, journalist that was murdered. Yep. Uh, you're going to Russia to play basketball. I'm not thinking about all the atrocities that are occurring in Ukraine. Um, China, we know what's happened through the years, uh, uh, but American America, John, loves to do business. Okay, no doubt about it. We're going to do business with all, with almost any country, no matter the atrocities. That's just that's. I think that's a fact of life that that people must have accepted, and probably should accept moving forward. We're, I mean, we're not going to take McDonald's out of China. It's not going to happen. You know, I think uh, McDonald's did do something in Russia, uh, by the way, when this whole they, war began they, with Ukraine. I believe that is correct. And uh, yes. and we're going to do business with Saudi Arabia because they have the oil. We're dependent upon oil. So how clean can you be? 
when you say, I'm not doing business with them, but yet our country does business with them. Right. Well, AP, one of the, you know, uh, you know, talking points with all of this, of course, has been by numerous people that, you know, uh, the United States government does business with Saudi Arabia. And for that matter, I believe Russia and China. At least that's what they've been saying. And lots of people have been yeah. saying it. So that's one thing to consider. And the other is one of my all-time favorite lines, uh, kind of patented, if you will. Uh, I think from Tony Kornheiser of Pardon the Interruption. And I believe he heard it from, if I'm not mistaken, Don Olmeyer from ABC, Monday Night Football. I hope I got that right. But anyway. The line, he says it a couple times a week, and I always love when he says it. The answer to all your questions is money. <laughs> Just that simple. And I agree with it. And certainly right. in this case, uh, you know, the Live Tour created, backed, whatever you want to call it, by the Saudi government. Everybody gets paid. I don't believe anybody gets cut. And the every golfer walks home, you, you know, leaves with a paycheck. Every golfer. Um, and again, no cut. So if you participate, you're, you're going to get some money, period. Complete the tournament, you will get a right. check. And so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really where it's at. I mean, that's why players it, are going right. there. It, it, it's the money, John. It's, it's, there's no question. It's a money decision. You're not doing, the, doing these, this favor for the, uh, the Saudi venture because you, you like them. You're doing it because of the money. 100%. You're not going to play basketball in China, uh, I mean, or, or Russia or any of these other countries because you're in love with uh, Russia or China. It's because it's the money involved. Right. They, WNBA, they, they make big bucks over there. Um, and it's, I, I covered the Connecticut Sun for years, the WNBA team up here in New England, in your old stomping grounds of Connecticut, play at Mohegan Sun. And I... I interviewed players face to face who talked about, you know, just, you know, they're headed off to Russia or they just returned from Russia, you know, when I would do media day down there to begin the season and they would talk about how they spent, you know, it's kind of like school, you know, first day of school, how you spent your summer or whatever, or how you, in this case, how you spent your winter, whatever the timing is. And, uh, and yeah, they would had just returned and they would talk about their quote off season playing in Russia. And making money and uh so yeah it's a thing um and now suddenly there's a, a rival tour what else can you say jay monahan commissioner of the pga and a boston guy he used to work for fenway sports group uh who owns the red Sox and some liverpool soccer and lebron james is a partner there and jay monahan used to work for them now he's the Commissioner, he came out in this with a super strong letter yesterday and Jim Nance or last week and Jim Nance interviewed him and uh, he just is speaking in the strongest possible terms. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't help but smile when I, I heard it in that, you know, for all this to be happening here in Boston and it's going to unfold this week, as I keep saying repeatedly uh, and Jay Monahan, you know. I think he's a Boston guy, but he certainly worked here for a big part of his career. And here he is on his home turf, AP. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he, yeah. he's in a big time battle, and he, here he is in familiar territory as it unfolds really for the first time face to face all the things we've been saying. So fascinating, AP. Uh, I just uh, can't get enough of it, quite frankly. Uh, no, and no, no and, nobody and John, can. John, when you think about the, the sport of golf, I mean, they were never the ones that you thought uh, right. when you heard the word inclusive. And, and I mean, this is in our lifetime, John. Correct. Absolutely. They were, I mean, you have clubs that were desegregated w within our lifetime. You know, Many. masters did not have uh, any pe any person of color Wasn't or there a, a woman, I guess, one? as well as a member. So, I mean, they have to tread lightly. In my mind, they do. Because they, they've not been a bastion of uh, the American spirit, I don't think. Right. One of the most famous ones of all, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 
on the subject of desegregation or inclusivity uh, was Shoal Creek in Alabama. Did I have that right? Correct. Yeah, well, Correct. that was a battle right. royale. That was a big publicity around that. Right. Yeah. In, in this day and age, when you have to have a discussion about inclusive, you know, being inclusive, I mean, that falls far short from the, the goals and the aspirations of trying to be the best America. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it brings so many topics, many of them very delicate into play here. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be, uh, again, you know, going to be an utterly fascinating week, uh, no matter how you cut it, slice it. Uh, and, you know, it, like it's on now. I mean, the fact that live as right. elder tour means it's, it's official. The, the war has begun in AP. You remember that, you know, the, the, obviously it bring back, brings back a whole lot of memories with, you know, Everybody from the American Football League back in the early 60s, and they merged. And then you had the, of course, ABA and NBA merged and took a couple of their teams. I don't know if merger is the correct word, but they certainly took a couple of their teams. And it just goes on and on, AP. Uh, And then the, the leagues that have tried to do that, currently the USFL, you know, back again. And, uh, you know, it's a part of life. Um, so, you know, you'd have to, any student of sports history would remember that and know that someday the live, you know, that perhaps in the back of the mind of the live tour or certainly the players is some, who knows, anything's possible. Maybe they'll merge. You just never know. Right. It seems exactly. as John, to me, impossible right it's now. Not to say so, that. It's not so much the, the, uh, the, the uh, PGA is on the moral, high ground it's always competition okay we do not do not like competition that, that's right. the crux of the matter i believe it has nothing i mean they're making it to be some type of moral judgment by the golfers right in their association with the country of saudi arabia but to me it's it's a, a competition question Right, and golf's different, AP. I mean, you, you know, each player is his own team, and each player has a team these days, as we know. They always talk, whether it's tennis, golf. So, you know, it's about each individual player. These, This is not a team sport. So this is going to be no. pursuing players. That's that's really what we're down to. And uh, it, it kind of feels like Liv, Ed, Liv has money and PGA has History and success, you know, and uh, and is known to be the best tour in the world. I don't, th- and it is as of as we stand here right. talking today. Uh, so it's all just you know, so many topics. And again, we're to say we were only at the beginning would be an understatement. It's been brewing for a long time, but the tournament occurred in London with Liv. So now it's official, and and the battle is underway. Uh, officially, yeah. everything else has been right, the skirmishes. Right. Yeah, John, I would just say that this is accepted. The NBA goes plays. In, you know, it has an association with China. The the WNBA players have the association with Russia. That's all accepted uh, yep. by the majority. I mean, I'm sure there's people who object to it, and you can find stories about why should we we have our some of our athletes in Russia. Or why should we be promoting uh, China through basketball and uh, some other countries probably? But now it's one of these things where three years from now, maybe that tournament's just, I mean, that association is just accepted like the other sports. Right. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, And it's just going to be fascinating. Already is. but It's going to be more fascinating as it unfolds. And again, it's, you know, keep in mind. As you know, WNBA players go over on their own. They play in the WNBA, yep. but they go to Russia as whatever, free agents, for lack of a better word. And that's that. And, you know, so golf has that similarity of its individuals making right. decisions right, for right. what's right for them. The w- for what's right for them. In the WNBA is not stopping those players from competing in Russia or exactly. any other country. Matter exactly. of fact, they accept them to come back and missed some games in the WNBA, I believe. 100% right. 
yes, sometimes schedules are altered. So, yeah. AP, it's just uh, a fascinating subject, uh, and it's going to just, uh, you, you know, go to the next level, uh, starting today, starting today. Um, and it is just going to be fascinating to watch, uh, and we're going to all be watching. It's already underway. It's happening as we speak. Uh, down the yeah. road here in Brookline, Mass, and is going to continue through the afternoon and certainly through the week. And uh, I think everybody is just going to be, uh, you know, unable to take their eyes off it. That's really my point. Right, right. I, I'm looking for John, who has the, the, the who makes the comment that has the best perspective of the current situation. That's what I'm kind right. of looking for. I think. Bingo. Perfectly said, AP, and on that note, it's hard to believe we're at the end of our show, um, and it was a good one. Uh, I don't know that our shows get any more timely than this, and uh, right place, right time, AP, and uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, as always, for calling in, and uh, great perspective, to say the least, and uh, we appreciate having you every week. Yep. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.